And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, now it's the end of UFC 259. We had three world title fights take place, and it's time to talk about not only those fights, but the other fights on the car and some of the controversy that went along with it. We got a big show coming up, a lot to talk about. Josh Thompson, you're going to be a busy man talking about all of this officiating stuff. I can't wait to hear your opinion. Well, you know, I wasn't really too much into the officiating portion of it all. I mean, I felt like the Herb Dean portion of it, of course, but that's just me and Herb. So any chance <laughs> I get a chance to stick it into Herb like that, like, <laughs> uh, you know, but look, I think uh, there's a lot of good things. I thought the prelims were phenomenal. Oh, they I were. thought they All were of them. absolutely All of great. Them. Now, I don't want to be a total. I want to be honest and upfront with you guys. I I missed the fights up until Sean Brady. I saw the Sean Brady and Jake Matthews fight. I got caught up at a, a friend's baby shower, one of my teammates. And uh, so I missed the first three fights. I heard they were good. I didn't get a chance to see them. So I'm being up front. So I'm not going to try to fake the funk. John, so you have to carry us through the first prelims. <laughs> well, if you recall, I was trying to bump up Trevin Jones because both of us looked at Mario Batista was probably the favorite in that fight. Yeah. But I told you that Trevin Jones gets after you, man. You know what? He's a stud. Got the win, man. He nice. got the referee stoppage early into the second round. A big win for Trevin Jones. And you know what? It's that it just goes to show, man. On, on a given night, doesn't matter who you think is going to win. The person that just comes out and does their job the way that they want to do it. That's what Trevin Jones did. So that was a really nice win. The second one with Medic, man, that, there was a big controversy with uh, Mark Smith and the stoppage. And it was because. Joe Rogan and your man DC were stopping, stop the fight, stop the fight. You know, they were probably right. It should have stopped earlier. <laughs> 67 unanswered punches. You know, it's, there was a, there was a fight and it's, it's one of those. I understand what Mark was trying to do. There was a fight that I did the same thing to him. Uh, in Bellator, it was Aaron Pico against Leandro Higo. You remember that fight? Yes, I do. And Pico landed some huge shots on Higo and Higo was hurt and he let it go to the point where basically he got put out and I was like man stop the fight because I could see he's not able to fight anymore not intelligently not to do things and if you go back and you look at Cruz in that fight he was just covering and then it comes the point you got to say hey and you could see Mark at times he, he made that move like he wanted to stop and then he thought he saw something and he stopped and it just kind of progressed more so should have been stopped earlier. Yeah, it should have. So that brought, was that was really the, the thing with that fight. You brought up DC and Joe Rogan yelling, stop the fight. And we mm -hmm. had the problem back in the day with Dan Hardy. But as we get into this, remind me again about that, especially when we get up to the Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan fight about the right. Rogan and the DC thing. So when we get to there, go ahead and remind me and I'll give you my two cents on on there, that, that type of input. But well, uh, it's... it's it's so funny because you look at that fight and you look at everything that happened as far as all of the output that was put onto Cruz uh, by Medic. And then the next fight, Amanda Lemos comes out and she is just serving up a buffet of different shots on Souza and hurts her and staggers her and Jason Herzog, that's it, you're done. You know, but 
a lot of people could look and say, oh, it was early. No, it was the right call because yeah. you could see the way that Souza was responding was not good. So it was one of those, we went from letting it go really long to, what? we're not going to let it go long at all. But it was the right call by Jason Herzog. And Lemos looked sharp, man. Yeah. She looked good. Uh, man, you got to really be impressed by the way that she just controlled. You know, I've seen uh, Lavina Souza fight many times, and she's a really good ground fighter. Her stand-up is, is decent. It didn't look decent at all against Lemos. She was just that much better. Stronger, bigger power, bad. You know, it's what happens. Yeah. Then you saw Sean yes. Brady and Jake Matthews. Jeez. Dude, he's a stud. I told you, that's, that's the, that was the whole thing, man, going into it. Just domination. Man. The whole thing, I, control, positioning, just the strength. You saw the just the, the physical strength of him is just like, why isn't Matthews like moving or turning? He just couldn't. couldn't. He couldn't do anything. Couldn't. And, and I, that's a guy that knows how to roll, man. Yeah. He was just in a, just the pressure that Brady was creating at certain times. And you could tell, man, he kept reaching and he, he's not going for the one arm guillotine. And I know Joe was calling it and it can get to that, but he's grabbing, you know, when someone reaches through and uh, grabs your chin yeah. and then sits back and he was right. He uses his lat to create a pressure that pushes into that, then it, it just shuts down your ability to breathe well. A lot of little tiny things going on in on that thing. And then finally, you know, that last bit, Jake Matthews, you saw when that, when that arm triangle came up and Matthews was kind of holding on to that leg and keeping him, but he was still feeling the pressure. Yeah. And that's why the leg passed. And that's why he got to that perfect spot of being towards the side. And it was over. He had to tap out and just a hell of a performance by yeah. Sean Brady. He's going to be someone, he's going to be in the welterweights giving some people problems for a long time. He's undefeated, correct? What, 16-0? 14-0? Yeah, he looked very dominant, just very composed. Oh, everything Against he did. a good fighter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was expecting, uh, and I don't, don't want to take anything away from Jake Matthews. I was just expecting a lot more. I was expecting more of a scramble. I was expecting more of, you know, a fight for that bottom position to, you know, make some more movements. I was expecting a couple submission attempts. There was never a moment there where he he looked like he had an opportunity to get up off the bottom. No, you're absolutely right. I was kind of looking at it because of both their backgrounds and knowing how they're both really good on the ground. I was kind of looking at it. It was going to be that Sydney outlaw, Adam Piccolotti. Yeah. Two, two guys just, you know reversal here sweep over you know just all these different grappling techniques no there was a lot of grappling techniques but it was all offensive by one guy and one guy trying to defend yeah. to keep himself safe by the other oh. it's a good fight but you know dominant 14 and 0 14 and 0 can what uh pull up the rankings if you can what do you think who do you think next I mean, for who? For Sean Brady. Oh, see, I look and say Sean Brady should be. You want to go with a good fight? Michael Chiesa. Do it. That high up, though. <clears throat> yeah. Hell yeah. Not like a Jeff Neal. Or a... I, know he, I know he called out. He kind of called out Bil you know, Bilal Muhammad based upon him losing, which is like, eh, that's not a good call out. That's, that's not smart. Now you could sit there and say, well, you could put him against someone based like a Jeff Neal. Who losing? Who losing? Again, based upon well, Bilal's going to fight next week yes. against Leon Edwards, 
And he said, he goes, you know, if Bilal loses, that was a fight that was oh. supposed to happen. I'd like to have that. And it's like, uh, that's, that's not a good call out. Yeah. Pick out a winner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Pick out something that's, I think that Michael Chiesa and him would be a hell of a fight. That's a big no. jump though, John. I no, mean, it's not, it's, it's a righteous jump because if you look at it on the feet, John Brady's better than Michael Chiesa on the ground. Michael Chiesa is really good, and he's got yeah. a lot of uh, technique that he basically makes his own, and he does things a little bit different. And he's good. He's big. He's tall. He's a 155-pounder for a long time. He's yeah. tall. He should have never I, been in that weight class. No, 170 is definitely <laughs> his, his weight. Yeah. But I think him, if you know, to stay with Brady, he's going to have to take the fight to the ground. That's going to be interesting to me. That would be... He could win it, and I think Brady could win it. So that's that's a good matchup. Yeah, I was thinking of somebody. Go back to the rankings, please. I was going. To, I was thinking of someone like Jeff Neal, uh, Vicente yeah. Luque, like something like that. I mean, if I was going to take him all the way up, I would maybe say Tyron Woodley. You know, that's a name. He's fourteen and zero. Why not give him someone like a former champion like T Wood? Yeah, but he's he's going off of a, how many losses now? Where if you look at Kiesa. Yes, it's coming off of straight wins, man. John, we're in that we're in the business of building new stars, okay? Exactly. Do that, do that off of Tyrone Woodley if you're gonna do it. <laughs> you're you're just, so, you are so cruel that the uh, three he's got three losses in a row. You can't tell me that the UFC probably isn't already thinking that. That's what yeah, they're probably possibly. thinking. You know, like we have a guy who's 14 0, he's very dominant. You know, he's well, here, know. just so you know, you know, he's fighting Vicente Luque coming up. <sighs> And he's going to be 0-4 in his next one. Yeah. I like T-Wood, man. I, I so just, do I. I love, I love Tyron. He's a great guy. It's just that, it's, yeah. you know, the, the tide is turning. The, you know, Father Time has stepped in, and things are just not what yeah. they used to be. Yep. No, I know. I've been there. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, the, um. okay. To no. me, this fight was really fucking good. It was awesome. It was the Carlos Ulberg or Ulberg or whatever. And I Ulberg. can't say this last name. Yeah. I'll just call him Kennedy. Um, that fight was really good. I Kennedy Nestuku is awesome. Because I thought, you know, going into it, looking at it, I said, it'll be a decent fight. Then they started off. I'm like, oh, my God, Kennedy's going to get yeah. killed. And he was getting rocked. And he just stayed solid and tough. And all of a sudden, you know, and they're going, man, the speed difference and everything. And I'm going, yeah, they're right. They're right. You know, there's a big speed difference. But all of a sudden, his shot started landing. And you go, oh, oh, Olberg's getting tired. Yeah. Olberg's starting to, he's gassing. He's getting hurt. And I loved the way that uh, Saud in his corner tells him, hey, you know, this is the fight we wanted. We're in this for the three rounds. This is going to be three rounds. You, you, you're going to get this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, the way to go, man. You know, and went out there and heard him put him down. Just a a bitching comeback as far as you look at, you know, the way it was you know, starting out and then the way it finished. Great win. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, if you take a look at how Kennedy fought, it's very similar to how Peter Yan was fighting. He was yeah. letting Aljo use all the energy 
He was letting Carlos Obarg use all the energy, and he was picking, picking and choosing his shots and his moments to strike. He was just covering up, walking forward, putting pressure, making someone fight on their back heels, making yep. them punch when they didn't want to punch. That makes them more tired. And he was still kind of he was started kind of moving his head a little bit, and he was able to kind of make a miss. He did take some clean shots, but nothing was enough to really hurt him. You know, I mean, oh, in the first round it was, but not like anything in the in the second in the second round and into the beginning of the third. Nothing really to, or sorry, not the beginning of the third, but in the second round, not a whole lot to really hurt him. Um, uh-huh. But he, I thought it was a great game plan. Just keep it walking was. him down, keep walking him down, and Pressure. just see and just see yeah. if being that it was his first like big fight in the UFC, giving him a chance to exhaust himself the adrenaline's up i think joe even said it he's happened like, he's filling the adrenaline dump he came out fresh though carlos came out fresh in the second round i was like oh maybe he's not as tired but then as the fight as the as the round went on what two two minutes in two and a half minutes in he you could tell his arms are getting heavier he started yep. laboring in the punches he started pushing out his punches pushing. he kept trying to like throw and then dip out right away and he was leaning into things i was like oh man he's getting tired those arms feel like fucking bricks right now. He's just Dude, trying to hold his arms. There, there was hundred pound dumbbells on the end of each of them, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Shit, man. Yeah, but I, it was, it was a fun fight. It really was. I yeah. enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. Nice, I, nice win for, uh, for Kennedy. There. But the thing is though, is with Kennedy, those fights, they, those are, don't happen all the time. You can't fight everybody that way. Certain people you can, but you can't fight everyone that way. So if you want to have a long career, you're going to have to make some adjustments. I thought it was a great game plan for that opponent, specifically for that opponent. But if you're going to try to fight everyone that way, you're going to have a short career because people will just punch <laughs> right through that shit. People that have a lot, a lot of power, yeah, power, you know, and they, they have learned how to sit down on their punches and stand their ground and just go shot for shot because they know they can outdo you. So just uh, words of your wise, buddy. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, look, he went in there, got another win. Yep, he's doing good. You know, he's, this is he had a long layoff because of injuries and stuff. So, yeah. this is a way to come back and do it. Let uh, me. I was uh, impressed. Let me talk to you a little bit about the Tim Elliott situation. Hold on, let me ask you a question. I yeah. just noticed this. You have a new background. <laughs> There's no gold. I got sick of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. That was the gaudiest crap ever. I really I like know. it. Very clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um I had some fan art. Someone sent me some fan art that they drew up and they that's that's art. That's not a picture. That's like they drew it. It's pretty awesome. And then this yeah. is something we had already uh, hanging up an old picture when I won my title. So I was like, you know what? Let's just throw something else up. I'm tired of the gold. You went from gaudy grandma yeah. house to the art of jujitsu. With the Mendez brothers and all white. See, this is the thing. My house is this way too. Everything in my <laughs> house is like this. I have all white frames. I've got everything in my house is all white. Like I have all white floors. I've got like my house is all white with hints of light gray. This is on my gym on this side of my gym on my martial arts side. It's very much like the Mendez brothers. They have white mats. I have light gray mats, but everything else is white. You know, you've been there. Yep. So yeah, no, this is a, uh, yeah. We've made a couple changes. I'm probably not done messing with it yet, but I wanted to goof around with it a little bit. You know, we're getting closer to 100,000, and I was like, you know what? Let's play with this. Let's start trying to make this like a real studio. So <laughs> I also have a ton of other fan art, you know, for me that uh, people have done over the years. Um, what's it called? Uh, Evan Showman. He's, he drew up yeah. some some work for me. It's awesome. So I'm going to get that thing probably framed up, put that behind me as well. 
um, you know, he sells he sells the prints or whatever on his site. Exactly. You have it right behind you. Evan Show. So I think it's only guys. Only, a stud. Uh, yeah, he's a stud, man. He's a stud. And okay. I actually have an artist right now, uh, John Wayshank, who's doing a, a piece for us that I've been sending you back and forth. But he's, oh, done, he's done a bunch of artwork for uh, some big comics and uh, Marvel series and things like that. So he's putting together a, a something for us as well that we can put onto a T-shirt. And I'm going to post that. I'll make a print for you, too, to put behind you as well. But I want to get one of, of us back behind us. So it's pretty dope. So he's very detailed. You've seen some of his work I sent to you over. So Yeah, he's good. Yeah, if you guys, yeah, he's it pretty awesome. So, yeah. All right. So I'm sorry. Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott. Off of the interior design. Yes. <laughs> back to fights. Let's, uh, okay. Did, were you able to make out what he was saying at the third round? What was going no, on? No, I wasn't. I heard I it was tell. very bad. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, what they blocked, they bleeped it out pretty damn well, but I heard, Did it, they? I heard some of it. Yeah. I, oh man, it's brutal. I don't want to get into it because I don't know the whole details and the stories, but not good, man. Not good when you have fighters fighting in talking shit like that I, I don't mind the shit talking back and forth but there was some personal stuff going on in there that yeah you don't cross bad. that yeah it's just all bad anyways tim elliott i thought looked phenomenal looked great looked really good um i, I don't know what to say like once he got the fight at the ground it was done like he just just yeah. slowed his opponent down as uh espinoza just had no answer had nothing for him off the back had no way of getting back up i mean the threat was there the whole time i mean Tim Elliott wasn't as busy in the third round. You know, the blood. I, I liked what he was doing, though. And even the commentators kind of hinted to it. Putting the He had a cut on the top of his head from an elbow. Yeah. He just started rubbing his forehead into his face. Now, give me the, the rest perspective. That's legal, correct? Sure. I know, you know. I know we do it all the time. But um, you guys constantly tell us, you know, watch the head, watch the head. You know, but. Well, uh, so the reason they're saying watch the head is this. They're not telling you, hey, what you're doing is illegal. What they're trying to tell you is, yes, you can steer with your head. You can press with your head. What they don't want you to do, and the reason to say, hey, just watch the head, is they don't want you to gain any space, and then that head comes back because then it's a strike with the yeah. head. So they're just telling you, watch the head, just making you aware of exactly, yeah, I know, I know I'm pushing with it. Just don't bring space and then bring it back in. Got it. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked dominant. I mean, but he's a guy that has, like they said, he's taught, he's fought everybody. Mm -hmm. Where do you go with him? You know, that's the real question when you look at someone like Tim, because he has fights like this where he looked phenomenal. Yeah. And then you can go and, you know, we're going to go into Joe Benavides and his opponent in Asker. You know, he fought Asker Askarov and, I thought Asker was possibly going to kill Tim during certain points in that fight. Yeah. He was taking huge shots, huge takedowns. Um, you know, he made it, I believe he made it through the fight, but man, I'm telling you, you know, huge damage. So it was really, he's that guy. Yeah. He went five rounds with Demetrius Johnson. You know, I thought he looked phenomenal against Demetrius. I think didn't he drop Demetrius in there? Like in the yeah. exchange, he dropped yeah, him and he almost choked him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to recall that. Um, I thought he looked great. Uh, I don't know. Can you pull up the rankings? 125. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so here we are. So um yeah. like if you pull up the rankings, where is he at? He's number twelve. 12. I guess him and Kai Car France. I mean, 
You got Brandon Roval. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know, man. There's a lot. I would of say, you know, Brandon Royval, that's a good matchup. You know, Royval's got a really good ground game. Yeah. You know, Alejandro Pantoja. Pantoja is good, man. Yes, you know, it's, it's a matter of all these guys, when you look at them, you know, there, there's some good names in there. Askarov's obviously going to go up and, you know, he's going to replace Benavides mm -hmm. now. But, you know, Perez is right there. Perez has got great stand-up. I think Tim Elliott's ground game is better than Perez's. Mm -hmm. Perez's stand-up is better than Elliott's. So, but, you know, on, on any given day, you look at a lot of these guys and they can be interplaced, you know, each guy can beat the other on the right day. Yeah, Joe's going to have to drop down. Let me ask you this on the Joe thing. Yeah. Done? I would like to see him be done. I know. And, 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 and again, the reason, it's not that he's done as a fighter. Yeah. As far as his, his ability to win fights, he can still win fights. And, and I'll give him credit. You know, he made it through that fight. He took a lot of shots, and he didn't have the same effect as when Devinson was yeah. you know, landing, landing shots on him. So he looked good that way. But in a lot of ways, when you're watching Joe now, mm -hmm. he's old style in a lot of what he does. And he's so open at times and he wings shots so violently, but he's out of position at times and he loops things that you can read. And it's like, you either got to progress in what you're doing or you're never going to be that guy up at the top. And so, okay, why are you fighting? If you're fighting for the paycheck, continue to fight. You know, you're going to be the guy that they're going to use to be that gatekeeper you know, if you can beat Joe Benavides, you're going to be in the upper echelon. If you can't beat him, you're going to be, you know, not thought of in that uh, championship mentality and placement. You can be that guy if that's, you know, what you want to do. But I don't think that's what Joe wants to do. He's never been that guy. He's always wanted to be the champ. That's always been what kind of drove him. I don't, I don't think it's there. I don't think he's going to get another uh, title shot. No. So... I know they like him a lot. I just sure they do, and I I like him a lot. I just don't. I, I agree with you. There's just too much young blood that's coming up that is faster than him. That is, they've aged in terms of they've matured as fighters, and yep. uh, they've gotten better. Whereas, like you said tonight, I I put you. I was we were texting back and forth during his fight, and I said, you know, what he reminds me of. He reminds me of an older Frank Shamrock. Frank used to like lean forward with his head, throw big shots, head down. Yeah. Like he just, he didn't, he looked like he didn't, hadn't really progressed at all as a striker. Near the end of his on. career. Yeah. If, yeah. Near the end. When you, when you go and you watch Frank's last fight against Nick, Nick Diaz, yeah, Nick. Nick is not known for speed. Mm -mm. He was faster than Frank. He was landing the shots and Frank was taking big risks, trying to land things at time and out of position. And when you look and you go, it was gone. Yeah. And. You know, not that he still couldn't beat people, he could, but is that what you want to do? Nah, it's a rough one. Yeah, well, I mean, I really don't see. I don't really don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see him fight against these young guys that are coming up. And at that, here's the thing: at that weight class, we've talked about this forever. Speed kills, and his is diminishing. And we saw a little bit of that also too with Dom tonight. His speed was kind of there, but it's but uh, I was Casey, I was really impressed with. His speed in the beginning. But yeah, in the beginning. But then as the fight went on, it slowed. Well, 
Of course. It does, but not not yeah. it doesn't normally slow that much for smaller guys. Not not to the level that we saw from Dom a little bit tonight. It was, yeah, but they, they were going at a way. hell of a pace. They were. I agree with you. Man. Uh, but with Joe, Joe's, he still got the fight in him. You can see there was some, they got in some, oh, they, yeah. they butted heads. They got He's into got the no exchanges. Quit. He's got no quit. He still got it. And like you said, do you, but the question is for him, does he want to be a gatekeeper or do you want to yeah. just like, hey, you did a lot in the sport and move on? It's up to him. I mean, like you can still make money. You know, they'll still pay him well because they like him, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just that, do you want to be that guy? You know, because he speaks well. He's great to be around. He's a good person. Oh, yes. It's it's um, his choice, though. Yeah, that's true. I thought Askarov looked good. I didn't know he was, uh, what, 80% deaf or something something like that? Yeah. They were talking about. And, um, but Joe brought up, uh, Rogan brought up a good point. He said, it kind of heightens your senses when one, when you have one, uh, sense that is not functioning properly. So, like, if you, you know, like if you can't see, like you, well, can, you'll hear, you you'll can hear people hear like, much more. You hear a lot better. So, if you can't hear, then you can see a lot better, or like you, whatever it is, it's probably taste a lot better. I don't know, but um, you know, it's got to be some sort of an advantage, but with the disadvantage, obviously. Come on, yeah, this is a year. We're okay. We're gonna try to make it. It's an advantage. It's not an advantage. Yes, it is. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> John, John, how would you know? You're not deaf. <laughs> no, but I know people that are dumb and I work with them. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Dave, he's talking shit about you. Podcast Can you believe Dave. that, Dave? <laughs> no. Yeah. But ser- seriously, to sit there, we always do that. It's like, you know, oh, this guy has one leg. Yeah, but those, that prosthetic that he has, man, it's got this flexible fiber. Oh, it's like, it's great. It's not an advantage. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise you're not deaf so you can't tell me that you don't know you don't really know for an advantage like, well, I, like if, you, if you remember go back to uh there was a wrestler out of arizona state yep and uh robles exactly we had one leg anthony right i believe it was anthony An- robles. anthony robles exactly and he ended up winning the nc2a championship yes. at 125 pounds it's an advantage right <laughs> he had one leg yeah. he had one leg it one was an leg. advantage yeah, it's an advantage. Well, and in, in in no way is it an advantage, but it is if you take and break things down. Of yes, he's a bigger individual body, you know, configuration up top than all of his opponents. He's physically stronger with his upper body than most of his opponents. But the real advantage is in the fact that his opponents never got to wrestle against yes. someone with one leg while he was always used to wrestling someone with two legs. Yeah. And so he knew what he could do and they always had problems because they would shoot for something and there's nothing there, you know? And so there are, I, I understand when you say, can there be an advantage to it? Yeah, there can kind no, of be an advantage. advantage to things. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. It's an advantage. hundred oh, percent advantage by Josh Thompson. Yes. We're going to write a book. There was a guy. Josh Thompson's 100% advantages. There was a guy that wrestled uh, 119s when I was wrestling at North Idaho College. His name was Cosmo. I can't remember his last name. Anyways, he had no legs, you know? And so he got there and he was so good because people couldn't shoot on him. So yeah. you had to wrestle him kind of on your knees. You had to wrestle the way he wrestled. Otherwise, yes. and he was physically stronger than everybody else. When it came to grip strength and body strength and riding strength, because how are you going to get him down? You had to try to get on the front headlock. Well, he sees that every single day because that's how yeah. everybody wrestles him. 
and his neck is stronger than an yeah. oak. Yeah, he sees the same. People try to attack him the same way, and he knows that there's only a couple ways you can attack me because I have no legs, and so he he learned to to wrestle these guys. Everyone's gonna wrestle them the same way. He no one ever had wrestled someone without legs. And so they didn't know how he was going to wrestle. They didn't realize how damn strong he was going to be. They didn't realize how good of wrist control he had. They didn't realize how damn strong his neck was either. They can't head snap him. You know, like there was nowhere for him to go. You head snap him and his elbows and hands were already on the mat. Like, where are you going to go? And so if you ever tried to shoot behind him, he didn't have to sprawl. You know, if you ever tried to shoot on his legs and if, he did. He just circled behind you and got to your back and tilted you and risk controlled you and turned you and just, just jacked you up. And so, like I said, back to the original comment, it's an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> now I didn't say it was an advantage in life. I just said it was an advantage in the situation in which he was. So he was every para Olympic athlete has an advantage over Some, sometimes regular Olympic athletes. No, not every, not every. <laughs> okay. All right. But listening, not listening to your corner sometimes can be an advantage. Depends on who your corner is. <laughs> you know what I mean? This the ones true. that the ones that slam the canvas on the side, you know, and the apron, and just start yelling. Those the cheerleaders, to, yeah, the cheerleaders, probably to the advantage. Yeah. Um, you know who was very impressive to me tonight? Kyler. Phillips. Kyler Phillips, absolutely impressive. So pro- so good. He fought the best game plan when we talk about fight IQ. Tonight was a fight IQ moment for him. He just showed there was nothing that Yadong Song could do to get him out of what his game plan was. He fought composed. He was on target with all this stuff. He mixed it up so well. Like anytime uh, Yadong Song thought he was going to stand a bang, he would shoot a takedown. And anytime that he had him in the clinch or anytime, he did such a phenomenal job of circling out, making sure he stayed covered on the way out. He fought an absolutely amazing fight if i was going to give an award tonight for the best fight fought it'd be him i would probably agree with you he was exceptional and when you were talking about when he would get into clinch situations and it's song yadong just so you know oh sorry well, i know it's what it's on the thing like is thing. yeah yeah it's song yadong but the clinch situations the way that he exited on those situations and the things that he threw at times was phenomenal yeah he he was landing just incredible you know the kick that he threw off the spinning kick all of them man you look and you go very very innovative in the way he did things very solid in the way he did things you know and you got to give it to song Dong. he's a stud dude <laughs> he i mean Bro, he, he can take kicks. shots man oh he took that and he kick. can take some, he took that head kick like it was nothing and that one was actually the shin yeah you know that one what that one hurt that one was solid yeah. yeah it looks like it skims off the top that's only because it's ro- it's not rolling through your head it's gonna bounce up but go back and watch junior dos santos and mark hunt same exact action off of and the that head. was with the calf <laughs> he hit him with the calf across the top of the head yeah. like this was shin shin that's to shin the bone. dome oh i know i dude. was like oh my god he, yeah, he, didn't, he just wanted just like didn't even bother reminded, him reminded me of quentin jackson did I saw when when Quinn Jackson fought Marvin Eastman. That's what I saw twice, and I said, "Who the hell is that dude?" Yeah, it didn't it didn't even bother him. He just walked oh. right through it, and, and then he he got kicked in the head later in the fight too. It was more with the foot though, and yeah. it didn't bother him at all. I'm like, God, like, what are you doing? If you, if you can take shit like that, just 
go forward and just throw and throw and throw. Why even bother? Like, yeah. if I can take a full-on head kick, shin to the dome, just get, just walk through everything. Um. Okay, so there's a lot to talk about on this next fight. <laughs> Dominic Cruz and Casey Kenny. Let's point out the obvious. Big John McCarthy was wrong. Okay? I picked Casey <laughs> Kenny to win that fight. I did. The rest of it, let's talk about the next fight. Let's move on. Okay, because that's all we had to talk about. John, I think John McCarthy that's all, was that's all you wanted, wrong. Like, that's uh, it. John. Well, I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But um, what do you think? You know what? I, I was really impressed with Dominic coming off a long layoffs is just amazing that he can do the things he was doing. But I will go back and look at Casey Kenny and say, man, so many opportunities, so many things that are there for you. You know, Dominic has a rhythm and you can see what he does and someone's going to point out, you know, exactly what he does. Cause anytime he throws a right hand, his head's dipping to the left. Well, that's the, that's the tells that you look at that you go, I can take advantage of this. You know, he throws that I'm going to throw this, I'm going to do this. So I didn't see that Casey Kenny really picked up on it much. He did more of backing out than countering it. So Casey Kenny, you know, I just looked and I said, you lost based upon fight IQ. Dominic Cruz fight IQ is higher than yours, better than yours right now. Not that it, you know, not that yours is not going to improve, but it was his fight IQ that got him the win. And the fact that he was smart enough after failing on multiple takedowns. And in fact, the people I was sitting watching the fights with, you know, they're saying, why is he trying to take him down? He's not even getting close. I said, doesn't matter. He's making him think about it. That's yeah. a smart move by Dominic. And he did. And then he made it happen once he got him tired. And really the, the takedowns were, it, it wasn't so much just the takedown. It was some of the action that he got off of the takedown. Yeah. You know, he did some damage there with some of it. And that was, a, that was the difference maker. I had it. I had Dominic win in 29, 28. Yeah, me too. I think uh, two of the judges had that. One of them had 30, 27. That judge is not looking yeah. around right but, but yeah, really impressive performance yeah everything that i said that that would happen happened you know dom dominated the fight and just you know. oh, <laughs> <you're so laughs> <crap. laughs> no it really just came down to i was concerned i was concerned like you were concerned that dom had slowed down and we'd seen him slow yeah. down he looked fast as normal uh in the first round and halfway through the first round then you could tell he started slowing down. He started catching a couple oh, but, of the shots. The inside leg kick started having a problem. Saw him at the post presser as well. He was limping to get up on the stage. Um, little things like that um, let you know that the leg kicks are there to be had on him. And like you said, fighters need to, after all these years, not one person has broken down the fact that like when he throws the right hand, he dips to the left. When he does this, he does that. Like, yep. even if you don't know, just throw something blindly in that direction. Like throw the knee up the middle. There's a lot of times he dips straight down when he throws things. It's yeah. like, and I know he dips this way and dips that way. He changes his footwork. You're mes you're mesmerized by all that stuff. And look, it's obviously easier said than done. Oh, but yeah. in, in your mind before that fight, you got to go in there thinking, okay, look, normally when he takes people down, he kind of just lets them back up. We saw that tonight. He took Casey Kenny down and then he just kind of let him back up once or twice. He's like, okay. I think he caught the leg or something like that. And Casey Kenny fell down. And he kind of like just let him up. Yeah, it just spun out. But it was he, when he when he went for the takedown and got yeah. it, he tried to keep it. Keep it. Which is actually unusual. Yes. With Dominic. Because Dom. most of the time he does exactly what you say. 
He'll take you down. He may try to land something and he gets right back up. Yeah, he'll wait. Like if you start to look like you're getting an advantage, he'll just let you up versus trying to yep. like hold you down. Yep. And so it, during that pro like tonight, he once he did get the takedown, he was able to control and dominate the top position. And he had some he had him at the right time. I think that's really what made the difference. He had when he yep. had he needed the takedowns, he got them at the right time. Yep. I, I thought agree. I thought he uh the second round was close. Um, I had Donald. He was losing it. Yeah, he was yeah. losing it. Yeah, yeah. so and he got that takedown and and rode him and little shots, but it's offense compared to no offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That in the end just overriding gave him the round. Yeah, over overall good fight by Dom, but let's Casey Kenny, like you said, just needs to work on his fight IQ. You know, yeah. and but I had said that like fighting someone like Dom, you think like oh he's getting older, you come in the the little I like I said ego come in. I got this. He's not the same guy. Uh, and it's, you don't realize till you're in there with someone who has a fight IQ like Dominic Cruz and the way he moves and the things he does and the angles things come from and, and how he can make adjustments, you know, between rounds and how he can make adjustments mid round. And so those are all things that young fighters have to learn to, to understand that the guys like Dom have been in there for so many years and been champion and fight at the highest level. Like all those things being said, like it's easier just to say it. But guess what? Now that you're in there with them, you have to live it. And that's different. That's a lot different. Uh, but I guess the whole thing tonight really surrounded by this thing was there's I didn't have Casey Kenny win the fight. I had Dom win in the fight. And one, of the judges, one of the judges gave it to Casey Kenny. And so yeah. I was just throwing that out there. Um, but the thing surrounded Dominic Cruz tonight was his post post interview. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of put it out there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But it, it kind of threw me off a little bit because he brought up a guy named Hans Mullenkamp who runs the sponsorship for Monster. He runs the sponsorship yep. for Monster. Uh, he does it for UFC, I believe. And then he does it for Bellator. And he does it for a bunch of other uh, things as well. It threw me off, though, in the post-press conference. Like in the press conference, he says, I have no, I have no problem with him. You know, it's just that he tries to take advantage of me. I mean... Well, so if he's trying to take advantage of him and he says he has no problem with him, one of those is not true. <laughs> Just be honest. Look, we know Hans. Yeah. Really well. I don't know, John. I mean, I get where Dom's coming from, but is, I, it, is, I it, is it more like a shtick that Hans is doing or is it, yeah. does he feel betrayed? Does, do you think Dom feels betrayed or is it more like... Hans is, is this is like kind of a Hans shtick though that he does like he likes to goof around with the fighters at their camps and you know I know he works for Monster I know all these he always things. he's always training with guys and and you know what someone is doing in some ways you know in their mind what it means and in somebody else's mind what it means can be two different things sure. I would say this do I think that Hans Molenkamp as is a bad guy for you know, asking guys to, you know, comment on his Instagram, I think. No, I don't think he's a bad guy for that. If he's holding up a sponsorship and the fact that you could lose that sponsorship based upon your response, that's wrong. Just, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that's mm -hmm. what's being insinuated. And if yeah. that's what's happening, it's wrong. So I look and say, yes, Hans that puts a lot of, uh, stuff up with him training with guys training with connor training with john jones training with a lot of guys hans has got you know uh, 
a black belt from Dean Lister uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, and Dean does these little, uh, you know, quick tutorials on how to do something. And Hans is always screwing with Dean. And they put the, he'll put those out, you know, all the blooper ones and stuff. It's funny. Hans has started a lot of companies. He's done a lot of uh, good stuff. He's a good guy. But if in any fashion, and I don't know that it's true, but if in any fashion he is holding up someone's sponsorship over their head by saying, you either do this for me or this is going to go away. No, it's bullshit. You don't do that. The sponsorship is based upon that company monster and that fighter's ability to represent the company the way they want to be re represented and to, you know, get, they, they get paid a certain amount based upon their value. And yeah. In no way should Hans have something over them because of that. Well, I saw Dom wearing the monster tonight, so things must be okay. <laughs> like he had it on his sleeve of his shirt, so it must be okay. It can't be that bad. Um, I guess like, over, look, I don't know. What, what he's doing. No, you no matter. Let, let's break this down. Let's be honest about it. When you go on national TV, because he's on ESPN, all right, uh, that wasn't part of a pay-per-view. Yeah. He goes on national TV during an interview and calls, calls you out, yeah. says, hey, you know what? I want to do a celebrity charity, you know, fight. I'm a hundred pounds less than you. And you say you're a pro fighter. So then let's do this for charity. Let's put, let's decide what this goes to. And you know, if you're, if you're really a fighter, you'll step up and do this. What is he doing? Trying to embarrass him. <laughs> let's be honest. Trying to get his job taken. Maybe. I mean, cause if that's maybe. true, cause some of the comments in the presser um, was that he's holding, like he said, he's holding some fighters hostages and with their contracts. And I have to take pictures. Of the, I mean, that's, I look, I said, like, I don't know if it's true. You know, we've seen, we've seen some, like, look, we, we've seen Chael on the back of a motorcycle with him. So yeah. <laughs> I made a nice shirt out of that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, I'm like, Chael, why would you ever, you know, <laughs> like what's going and, on? <laughs> and what, and what was, what was Chael's response? Well, because you know, he pays me, he pays me. Okay. <laughs> so right. I get it. I mean, I understand, but I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like there's a, there's a better way to do this. There I, was I, I like the uh, there is a better way to do it, but I like the I like the uh, the idea of a of a fight, a charity fight. I like that idea. That's the the charity fight is great, but let's be honest. And I'm I'm going to tell you just based upon personal knowledge, if you take X-rays of Hans Mullenkamp's body, oh yeah, it's way worse than Dominic Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's had multiple neck surgeries. He's got bad shoulders. He's had shoulder surgeries. He's got knees. He's a mess. His back has been fused and stuff. He's a mess. Yeah. I don't even think they would let him fight. Well, let's just be honest. If you guys go to his Instagram, you guys can see he spends a lot of his time on Instagram kicking still poles. Yeah. And he'll like, kick and, steel poles or bats. Yeah. And you well, wonder, he likes breaking bats. And you wonder why he's all banged up. I mean, he's probably pushing. <laughs> how old is he? He's got to be pushing 50. Yeah. Somewhere around there, right? I'm like, yeah. you get to a point where you start kicking like still poles and breaking, trying to break bats with your shins. And I'm thinking to myself, 
not really something I'd want to do, like at 50 years old. Like, I hate bending down to tie my shoes these days. I just slip them on and off, let alone kicking shit. that <laughs> may hurt me. So, I mean, look, I guess we're going to see what happens and if Hans has a response in the next couple of days and what the buzz will be about. But Yeah, maybe. Ah, it's a shit situation, I think, for both sides when it starts coming out public or like this. Well, Dom's the one that brought it public. Yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, so... Tiago Santos and Rakic. So disappointed. <laughs> it was, I thought it was going to be a really good. I, I didn't pick anybody to win. I thought they both could win the fight. I thought Santos had the advantage. If no, it you, ended picked early. you picked Rakic. You picked Rakic. And then I thought Rakic had the advantage. If it went deeper into the fight, I thought Rakic had handed the, the advantage. But he fought a lot more conservative than I thought he was. Yeah, he really, he really was conservative in the fight, and I, in in watching him in his previous fights, he's gotten this. He starts to really put pressure on guys and break them down. Didn't do that so much with Santos, which shows me he had a lot of respect for what Santos can do, respect for his power. But I thought he had Santos many times. Yeah, off balance, in bad positions, landed a couple times when he had him in those things, but could have opened up a lot more. So I, I just will say it was not his best performance as far as I thought he didn't take the chances that he could have to have made made the fight a better fight, better performance, and actually finish the fight. Yeah. But, yeah. The, I felt like Santos just, he wasn't, he was afraid to take chances, and that's what kind of cost him. He was waiting for the fight to, do, to come to him, and it wasn't happening. And Rackets just was like, I'm touching you, and I'm winning. I'm, I'm barely yep. winning the rounds, but I'm winning. But you're winning. He's like, because I know I have more output, and my shots are landing more frequently than yours. <clears throat> so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until you're willing to take a chance. And there was never and a he chance. He was ne like, never really to take the never chance. Never took the chance. So there was no reason for him, for Rackets to really get outside of his comfort zone. And he yeah. stole the decision, you know. Uh, easy fight for him realistically but if i'm dana white what are you saying what the fuck you guys open the pay-per-view and this is what i fucking get <sighs> i know because i honestly <laughs> thought that was good that was a yeah you know what that's going to be a good fight that's a good start of your pay-per-view i can understand why they decided to put that there yeah yeah I, th I thought it was gonna be a good fight too all right well let's get down to my boy just absolutely you know, no come on <laughs> this guy <laughs> Islam Makachev. Let's talk. Uh, what do you think? I thought, well, it was the same thing of why I said if you were going to bet on it. And at the time, he was minus three, 330. Three, yeah, 335 or 350. I think like he that. ended up at minus 440, which tells you a lot of people yeah. took my suggestion and started putting money on oh, Islam. Geez, here we and, go. Well, it, you know. <laughs> oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> I thought, I really looked, at, and Drew Dober has gotten so much better. Yeah. But, even in the stand-up, I would say their stand-up is close to equal. And I knew that on the ground there was just a big difference. And I will tell you, Drew Dober looks so much better with his defense on the ground than I've seen in the past. He's gotten way better. Elliot Marshall's doing a great job with him. He actually was keeping himself safe. He got, you know when he got mounted he got back into a half guard position did a lot of good things it was just there's a there's just too much of a skill level one guy 
being offensive the entire time. One guy only being defensive, nothing else he could do. I thought the uh, the armbar attempt at one point was good, and then you know once his head slipped out, and they're saying, "Oh, it's it's still dangerous here." No, it wasn't. Okay, he it was when he got stacked it. back up and threw the leg over the head. Yep, though, yep. Yeah. When he had that moment that started off, it was dangerous. It got to a moment when he lost the head. It was no longer dangerous in that position. He didn't have control of him, and then tried to stack it back, went over with the leg, and ended yep. up you know rolling out. So there was a sequence of dangerous, not dangerous, dangerous, but really nice attempt by Islam. I, I, like, how, I like how he attacked it in the transition. Yes. He got right to that position and attack, gave up the position to attack the armbar, and it was in tight when he went belly down, then he went to roll him through and he lost the, the head. So instead, though, all he had to do was shift his hips out to the right and then throw the leg back over the head. He could have got it if he was still on his back. He didn't, wasn't able to do that, and Drew Dober stacked him up. When he did that, he was able to throw his leg over the head there, and the time kind of ended. They got a little yeah. scramble there at the end. But. A little bit. Drew, Drew ends up on top. Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was the exact performance I expected out of his. I know you said, eh, you know, it was okay. I mean, he fought smart. He fought composed. He was dominant throughout it. I, I don't know. You want to talk about 10-8 rounds. You know, there was there was 10-8 rounds given in the uh in the championship fight. Mm. Stupid. Yeah. There was no 10-8 round. But if you want to talk about what a 10-8 round is, Drew Dober against Islam Makashev, those last two rounds you could put as a 10-8 round based upon that's domination on the ground. Then there was duration of that domination, which tells you if you're saying I didn't really see damage. I say, okay, was there a duration of that domination? There was no offense by Drew. He couldn't have offense. Yeah. So and he was getting taken down, you know, 20 seconds into the round. The third round, I think it got taken down right about 440. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a 10-8 round, and that was uh, just a dominant performance by Islam. Well, I mean, everyone knows I'm an Islam fan, so uh, teammates, all these things. But the bottom line comes down to this. I was not impressed by his performance. And I'm, I'm just being, the reason why I'm being critical is this, is because I know he's so much better. And what you guys have not seen is that he's way better than what you saw. Tonight I saw a stiff Islam. Don't get me wrong. He, he dominated the fight. him out with shoulder press. Yeah, yeah. Because he, that's, but we talked about this all. He the, tapped him out with shoulder press. John, John, calm down. Okay. How many John. people have you, no, no. I'm just, I, I'm just wanting to know at, at top level. How many people have you seen tap out their opponent with shoulder pressure? Doesn't what's his name get it all the time? Uh, Saint Pierre, or not Saint Pierre? Uh, Ovid Saint Proof. Doesn't he get that no, move all the time? No, no, he that, no he gets in von Flute choke. Well, that was that's very, not what he did. Was very similar what, to. It was very similar. It to von is Flute. not similar because there's no arm on the other side to help with the choke. It was very similar. Um, John, <laughs> there, look. Like Your I said, man ended a fight in the UFC with because, shoulder pressure. I, because I had said this forever now that he is physically so strong. And that people don't get it. Like they, they think they understand and they don't they won't get it until they get in there. And anybody want if you guys want to just DM Drew Dober, ask him how damn strong he is. He's yeah. like I said, guys like Deron Wynn, who are just little muscle balls. You know, and they're five six and just you know, just strong as all hell and super and national explosive. level wrestler. Na yeah, like we're talking number two or three on the Olympic ladder. Just so damn good. This guy, he's like, this is the physically the the strongest guy I've ever wrestled with ever. 
And I'm like, this guy fights at 155. And so, and it's 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 not fair. It really isn't. It's but what, but what I was trying to say is he's 5'11", probably pushing close to six foot is is Islam is. And when you get in there with him and he, for him to make the transition that he did to the arm bar, that's the type of jitsu that I'm talking about. People are like, oh, there's no way he's that good on the ground. No, he's really damn good. Like his jujitsu to me is, is better than his stand up. And I'm not talking just wrestling. Okay. His wrestling, you guys will see, is way better than what you guys saw tonight. He made it look easy. And that's what it is. It's super easy to him. That he caught the leg, took him down, foot trip. Then he gets in, he couldn't get it the second oh, time. Oh, come on. Foot, that inside, inside trip. trip. He put, beautiful. He hits the it only, all the time. Henry Cejudo had the greatest inside trip of anyone I saw until I just watched that inside trip was yeah. beautifully done. It's just so effortless. That's the thing. And anytime you feel like you're comfortable, and, and I've been saying this forever. Like I said, when you compare the two between him and Khabib, Khabib is the double leg, the single leg to the double leg, the takedown, the lift, the slam. He is snatch the leg, lift it, foot trip you, foot sweep you. Like he just does. It's crazy. And I, I, But what I was talking about from to begin this whole conversation what you saw tonight was not the best Islam. It wasn't even a fraction of how good he is. And that's the thing. That's what's scary. People don't get. And I think he got past Drew Dober. Good for him to get back on track. He hasn't fought since 2019. But get and he's had ups and downs in his life. You know, we know with family being lost, uh close, you know, his coach being lost, everything. You know, um, all of those things being said. Every fight he fights from now on will just build his confidence more and more and more. I saw someone very hesitant tonight on the feet. And he's better than that on the feet. And I saw someone as soon as he got to the clinch. What? Yeah, but but if if you're Islam and you're looking and saying, where am I going to be hesitant with Drew Dober? It would be on the feet. No, so I'm going to I'm going to be safe there because this is the only place this guy can beat me. Possibly. Yeah, but John, I, I just. He's very good on the feet. That's the thing. Like he's so like that's what I said. We always saw tonight was a fraction, but it was a dominant fraction. So I mean, like I just want people to understand what you saw tonight. You're gonna see something a lot better. And the the control, sure, we know it's there. We see it all the time with Khabib. They're very similar in that control aspect of it all. Um, the submission attempts are more. Uh, they come more often by Islam than they would say someone like Khabib. Um, but I'm just saying there's more room for growth. And I think every fight he's going to get a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable in that cage. And you're going to start seeing him just be like, it's going to become, so, it's going to start to come so easy for him. So, but overall, obviously I'm very happy for him. He got a great win and uh, on to the next one, man. On to the next one. Um, Let's get into the bad. Um, I don't <laughs> even know what you would call it. I don't know. What do you call it? Uh, what what do you call it? What do you think? Bad ending. Yeah, just a bad okay. fight. Like it was a great no, fight. No, it, it was a, a great fight. fight. It was just a bad situation to be in. But okay. I want to talk about the refing. Why? Do you think it's oh, there's a there's a couple things I want to talk about. Commentators understanding that there is no fans. And we need to, you and I both, we need to do the same thing. We have to remember this. And I, I have to remember this because I sometimes just blurt out shit. Um, <laughs> is that we have to understand that there's no fans. And when we speak loudly at the events, 
the judges, the refs, the the fighters can hear us like crystal clear. And so when the ref decides to tell the doctor a foot away that like I, it, I told him not to do it. It would be a DQ or whatever. First it was. off, that was, that was the referee's first mistake. Yeah. That was, it was horrible. You never do that. And if, and if Aljamain heard that. Exactly. He just this sat is- up and then all of a sudden went Whoa. to like, Oh man, yeah. I'm knocked out. Like, look, huh? I get why you did it. But it just it got to the point where like T.J. Dillashaw even posted a, t- a tweet about it, basically saying, you know, you, the Oscar goes to. I mean, it was it was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, the the fight was a great fight up until then, and I'm not saying that Aljo should have got up and and fought right away. I'm saying he should have got up. We know he would have recovered from that. All right, here, it's a here, shit here's situation your, here, to be in though, John, as a fighter. Yeah, but but here's here's your breakdown. This is what happens. And this is where when Mark Smith, who is the referee, he sees Aljo is down, his knees down, and he puts his hand down. You go back and start yeah, to watch yeah. it. No, I saw it. Puts, yeah. his hand, puts his hand to the ground, and Mark Smith calls out, he's a grounded fighter. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is the problem with fighting and, and fighters and the understanding of rules because... Peter Yan believes that if your hand's down, you're down. And as soon as you pull your hand up, what does he think? You're not down anymore. Bingo. Why, and he am, throws I always, the knee. why am I always answering the trivia questions? Okay, stop yeah, doing that Because shit you know me. what? Because I got to put you on the spot somewhere. <laughs> Go ahead. But th- that's exactly what occurred. And even his corner thought that. Now, they're totally wrong. Aljo was a down fighter the entire time. And when his hand comes up, He's still a down fighter because his knee, right knee, is on the ground completely. So is the knee thrown illegally? Yes. Was it intentional to be an illegal knee? That's the question you have to decide if you're the referee. Now, Mark is saying that, hey, I told him that he was a ground fighter, but Mark needs to go back and look when he said it. That was when Aljo put his hand down. And then Aljo picks his hand up. And then there's a little bit of time delay and he's kind of pushing on his head. And then Peter brings the knee because Peter Jan is thinking, oh, he's up now. I can throw it. His hands off the ground. It's a mistake. It's wrong. But that's, I believe, what he he thought. And you look and you go, for for Mark Smith, I'm going to give you a little bit of class here. Hey, bud, you have been performing really well. Tonight, yeah, there's things that happen. But when you are in the position as a referee, we do not tell doctors anything about what I believe was intentional or accidental. It's none of their business. I keep that to myself because I get all of my information before I ever put anything out about what I'm going to do because things can change. So, when the doctor comes in as the referee, you say, hey, doc, he got hit by an illegal knee. It hit him to the head. Check him. See if he can continue. If he can't, let me know. There you go. Doctor's going to make his decision. All right? There's nothing about, oh, it was intentional. I'm going to DQ. That never comes out of your mouth ever because there's too many people out there that can get the information. And now you have taken and you have 
basically put yourself in a corner. Now, as soon as Aljo goes, oh, I'm dizzy. I can't, I can't go. <laughs> yeah, guess what? You're, you have just created your situation. I, I'm just telling you, you know, and I'm, what Mark Smith did as far as the DQ itself, he fully within his right to call yeah. that fully within his right to call that he has that right. He can say, I think that was intentional. It was illegal. It has made this fighter. So he can't continue. You are disqualified. He can do that. But when you're looking at this fight, a championship fight, a fight that Peter Yawn is winning. Yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're kind of looking at it and being honest about what you're seeing inside of the cage, it's close. So, but I can say, I think Peter Yawn's winning, but, I can sit there and say, all right, it's illegal. He can't go on. I'm taking points from Peter Yan. Judges, I want you to judge the, what portion of the fourth round you saw, and we're going to go to the judges' scorecards. It would have ended up probably being a majority draw. Okay? And that means Peter Yan keeps his title, but he doesn't get a win. Aljo doesn't get a win or a loss. Peter doesn't get a win or a loss. And they can put them back and do it again. Now they can put them back and do it again off of this. And they will. But to have a title change on yeah. that, when I honestly believe Peter Yawn looks at that and when he sees the hand come off, he thinks that he can throw the knee. It's yeah. just not knowing the rules. I was listening to a little bit of the commentary uh, during the fight when it happened. Um, and he was saying that, uh, DC was saying that Khabib had said that his corner had told him to knee like as soon as the hand had lifted off the ground yeah he's like his corner had yelled at him knee so maybe there was a miscommunication there as well as i don't know how well peter yon speaks english and so Not the, well. yeah so the conversation should be like when the ref says it he's down fighter like he's thinking like you said the hand was down then the hand yeah. came up and his corner's yelling knee they knee so there's got to be maybe something lost in translation there. Do I think he did it on purpose? No, he's not a no. dirty fighter. He's a very no. good fighter, but he's not Both. a dirty fighter. Come uh, on, look at those. We talked about the foot sweeps that he utilizes yeah. and keeping someone off balance. Man, I give I give Aljo credit. He was working his ass off yeah. in that fight, trying to put pressure, going after him. But let's be honest, he's not going to want that rematch. He's not gonna have a choice. I know. He's not gonna have a choice. I mean, he was he was getting handled after the first round. He started getting handled. He was getting yeah. pieced up. He's getting touched. Uh, he's getting taken down, and he got dumped on his head. Remember how Magomed Magomedov took down his opponent? And all oh, I was like, oh god. Mm -hmm. Like this one wasn't as bad as that one, but it was very close. It just was funny because the two of them had fought before twice, and I was just thinking to myself, now the same same type of takedown, very impressive. But uh. Peter Yawn, I looked at it a couple ways in terms of the ref saying that to the doctor within a foot of them while he's laying on the ground. Like, at this least do what? it outside the cage. I didn't even there, know he shouldn't tell a doctor, but you, Josh, thing you told me. Josh, are there levels to fighting? Yes. There's levels to officiating. Oh, I don't doubt it. And, and, and until you live in that world and you end up having to make these decisions and you figure things out, what you don't know, you don't know until all of a sudden now yeah. you know. Yeah. And it can bite you. Well, I was going to talk too about the, the commentary, though. It's like you got to be careful because Aljo, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Are we tired? Yes. Yeah. Aljo, Aww. 
Aljo, you could. You're going to be a drinking hear, game no. every time Josh yawns. yawns you got to take a shot. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is with the commentary, like I understood what Joe was saying and what DC were saying. You can't let him fight if he is really hurt. No, He's that's really true. hurt. Like, don't let him fight. You got to hey, stop this fight. He, I'm being honest. He took a solid. Yes, game. he did. Okay, he did. But again. You can watch a fighter, and I'm going to get eaten up by people, and especially Ray Longo. I've seen Aljamain take some big shots. He's a tough dude. Yeah, he'll 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 fight back. And when you look at that knee, and then you look at his initial response, and then look at what occurred, you go, "I'm not sure that it was affecting him as much as yeah it was it was coming out." But you know, once he hears that, hey, I can I'm going to get a win here. Yeah, that's money. It's a lot. I'm not of saying money. he. I'm not saying he made a he made a bad decision. No, you know it's it's called business, and you got to make a business decision. And yep. I'm if that's what occurred, hey, I don't blame him. If he was really hurt, hey, I don't blame him. But was he really hurt, John? <laughs> but <know>. was he, <laughs> John? John, let's be let's be honest. When guys get knocked he, out, no, was sorry. he really hurt? No. Yeah, when guys get knocked out. They don't look and then like all of a sudden they're back. Do they act like that? No. 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 They don't. And yeah. that's what tells you. Yep. Man, there was some extra into it. And, it, and it, I'm going to go all this. It worked against a guy that used to be his teammate. You know, Chris Weidman, when he fought Gegard Mousasi, go back and look at that. What happened? Because Chris wasn't that hurt, but his corner was saying, oh, you're hurt. You're hurt. Stay down. Mm-hmm. Not good information it didn't work for him in that one it worked for Aljamain here but i don't i just look at it from i've seen thousands of knockouts and i've seen guys really knocked out bad and then i see them when they get up and i see what they do and i'm pretty good at reading yeah body language off of it yeah that's the thing i've been knocked out twice in my career you know out of 40 something fights Mm-hmm. Never did I get up doing that. And I've seen And I've hundreds. seen Aljo knocked out. Yeah. And I've seen him get up. And he I've, didn't seen, do that. I've seen hundreds of people get knocked out in the gym and none of them mm-hmm. ever got up acting like that. And so that's when you know like it's it's frustrating. Do I think it was a good decision sure on his part? Yes. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Money wise, yes. Yep. Because here's the thing, and we've talked about this when we talked about um, that fight was getting away from him. Yeah, he was getting away from him, and he, I think, he kind of knew it. The other thing as well is that look, if I win the title, my next fight will be probably against Peter Yan. But now I, yep. but now I get title money because I'm the yeah. champion, which means I get yeah. pay per view dollars, which means I Our get I move. get the bonus in not just pay per view dollars, but I also get a bonus in my pay. I get championship money, and like I had said when we had talked about uh, what was it. Uh, the two heavyweights last week. Uh, Rosenstruck, 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 and gone, and gone. And remember, we talked about you guys are right there for the next title shot at heavyweight division, right there in that mix. This is life changing money, and so when I say that, I this applies to Aljo too. Like he made the right business choice. Oh yeah, it's just a bad look. Yeah, you know, it's just a bad look, and so it's one of those things where what do you do? You know, let's see. Do you, why are we even reading this knucklehead shit? It came up on in this feed. Oh, gee, Stephen A. Smith has a lot of co- has a lot to say about Aljo's performance. This one, man. Well, 
Should you lose the title in a DQ? That was illegal. He said, it's yeah, it, 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 look at here's the problem. It's if you lose the fight, you lose the title. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Well, I think business decision wise, well played, my man. But yeah, there you go. But the other way, it's just a bad look. You know, it's yeah. a bad look. I think just people are going to go like, oh, I remember that guy. I don't know if I really want to tune in to watch him fight next time because of that. That's what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he was fighting his ass. He was fighting. I had a, he fought very smart in the first fight in the first round. But then he started getting tired. His output was too much. He wasn't able to keep it going. He was uh, he wasn't able to get the takedowns like he thought he was going to be able to do. And I we had talked about this. I said, Peter Yan, if he does get taken down, he will get up. Yep. And when he does get up, he's going to pressure you forward after you just wasted all the energy trying to get the takedown. He did everything that I said that I thought he was going to do. And I yep. said he was going to do. He did exactly that. And I said that Aljo is not as good a wrestler as Magomedov. And it proved it tonight. He is not as good a wrestler as Magomedov. And so in this whole fight, in this whole thing, it started to get away from him. Having to use that explosiveness and have the output to keep Peter Yan away from you, he just, he didn't have it. He didn't have the conditioning to go five rounds. And that's not on his, like, it's, I don't want to say it's not on his, it's not his fault. It's just, this is the first time he's had to go into those deep waters. Yeah. You know? And so now he'll know, I think he'll come a little bit more better prepared next time. It's something to build on. But like I said, overall, it's a bad look. It's a bad look in terms of how you win the title. Yeah. It is what it is. Hey, show me the money. But he's going to get paid next time. That's for sure. Paid. He's going to get paid. Uh, I wonder how soon they're going to read. I wonder how soon they're going to do the rematch, though. It's not going to be. Well, let's September. see. There'll, there'll be a there'll be a uh, medical suspension yeah. based upon Aljamain's injury. So. If I was Aljo, I'd take the whole 120 or 190 days. Absolutely. Or it is. See you next year, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that doctor gave me, yep. told me I had to stay away for 120 days. Yep. I haven't been in the gym at all. I need can't, even, can't even be in the gym. I need 12 more weeks to get ready. That's it. <laughs> next fight. Man. man. Oh, man. Podcasting. Well, all right. Amanda Nunez and I'm not even Megan Anderson. Megan. Exactly what I said. It's Megan, by the way. Megan, Megan. Okay, I want to say this. Some sucker podcast Dave talked him into putting money down on Megan Anderson. (laughs) You you owe that guy money. What a jerk, man. (laughs) What a jerk. Oh. I told him it was the best. Yeah. Best money he ever spent. Oh Oh. man. I was I was trying to find ways for Megan Anderson to win. You know, um, it just wasn't gonna happen. No. I said there there's nowhere she's a better fighter. Yeah. And it's not even close. And and I'm not saying that to be an asshole to Megan Anderson. She, I I've I've watched her. She's, you know, a good fighter. It's yeah. just that she's fighting someone that's on a different level. You know, it's you know, you look at yes, she's taller. That she's got that going for her, I guess. But she's not faster. Yeah. She doesn't hit harder. You know, they're trying to make it like, you know, and, and it's the UFC's job to build this up and to make her look like she's this powerhouse. She's not. Yeah. She's not a powerhouse. Amanda is a powerhouse. Amanda's got pop. Amanda's got speed. Amanda can fight in the stand-up. Amanda can fight on the ground. You just looked and you go, this is not the fight. But they had to make it, so okay. 
Well, we've been saying for the longest time that they're going to get rid of the division. I think after this fight, we had said like after this fight, and then DC and Rogan and everyone else had talked about like there's no one left for her to fight. So I can I can't imagine them keeping that division around. There's not even a ranking system for it. Like they don't they have rankings for everything else. They don't have rankings for that division, and she's the well, champ of that you division. Can't, you can't rank a division that's got like three people. In it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, they have two people that fought tonight that were ranked both tied for eighth. I'm being How honest. Hold possible? on, hold on, hold on. Tell me, name me the the featherweight fighters in the UFC women's division. Um, All right, Amanda Ma- Nunez, Felicia Spencer. Bing. There's two. Megan Anderson. Three. Holly Holmes. Uh uh-uh. uh She's fought there. She's a 135. Doesn't matter. She's fought there. We gotta put her in there. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, you can't okay, take it back. Okay. No take backs. Okay. No okay. take backs. But she doesn't she, fight. Jermaine Deronomy. She doesn't fight there. She was either. the champ there. Her fight. She was the champ there. Amanda. She was the champ there. You cannot I didn't take say them she back. She wasn't. She's not fighting That's there. That's how I would put her there, though. I'd put her there. You can't put her why there. Why can't That's you like, put it? Why can't you oh put a man? Why you have Are a man Nunes in two? You have Amanda Nunes in two spots. Why can't because, you have her because in both spots? Because somebody fought in a division one time that makes them that division when they're now fighting in another she was division. The champ there. So she hold was it. Is, is Aldo a hundred and forty fiver? Not anymore. Is Frankie Edgar a 145er? Not anymore. Shouldn't he be ranked there? No, they're not there now fighting. Exactly. Neither is Holly Holmes or Jermaine They Demandamy. go up and down. They've went up and down. Oh, no. You don't know this. No. Oh, <laughs> they Re- go up and down. Remove. I'm sorry, but Jermaine, Jermaine will probably go back up. For a, fa- for a fight with a man, have, she would probably go back up. They have four fighters. I'm not four saying they don't have more than four. In the featherweight four. division. That's it. Four. That's the whole point. That's why it's just not. There's nothing to rank. I understand what you're saying. They, why'd they rank two guys tonight? Kai Kara France and the other guy was. Uh, they were both ranked number eight. Yeah, and if you looked at their rankings, Kara uh, France was actually below. I think he was he was number nine. It didn't even make it. it didn't make any sense. Anyways. All right. Uh, the fight happened. The, the fight went exactly like we thought it would. Uh, Megan Anderson got clipped real quick, and just the power was just too much. Just done. Over. Good stoppage. Good job, ref. So much for the Buster Douglas Mike yeah. Tyson scenario. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Forty-two to one. It'll happen one happen. day. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. And let's talk main event. Here we go. I mean, Izzy. He's got a one now instead of a zero. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, this is another one of those fights that you said that Izzy was going to win, and you were wrong. I thought I thought Izzy would win it. I thought technically on the feet he's better, and he was. John, you were wrong a lot this card. Oh my god! You, <laughs> you want to talk about wrong? John, Listen, we go down the card. We John, go down the card. Look at you, John. You were wrong a lot. <laughs> Just admit it, John. John, you were. Wrong. I want the world to hear you say you were wrong. On this fight, I was wrong. I picked Izzy. Oh, you guys, everybody hear that. I picked Jan. (laughs) I picked Blahovich. I picked him. Mr. Fence Rider jumping back. I did not. You're pathetic. I was not a fence rider. I think you changed your mind. You shut up over there. No one asked you. (laughs) (laughs) You shut your whore mouth. (laughs) I love that. I love that little line. I, Uh, I will. I will say I really was impressed with the last two rounds, especially of Jan, because he took him down 
And you could see Izzy was trying. He, no way was he getting up. No. You know, and uh, Jan did a really good job in that checking of the kick. Did that very well. And he did exactly, you know, what I talked about. He went to the body fairly often. Mm-hmm. You know, he still tried to headhunt a little bit too much for me, but he did go to the body and it had some effect on his knee. A couple of those kicks, same kind of kick that he landed on Dominic Reyes, right up into the rib area and stuff. A couple of those landed solid. Yeah. I thought I would have to agree with that it was it was a good fight, a good performance by Izzy. I thought he did a lot of good things. He just needed a little bit more output, but I understand why he didn't have as much output because I think he felt the power of Jan a couple times. And he you can't afford to make a mistake. You know, I mean, he came out of there. Sure, he has a loss, but he came out of there pretty much unscathed. Like he can oh, go back he down. Definitely to, was unscathed. He can go back down to 185 and be like, you know what? I went up, I gave it a try. Didn't work out. I'll be back. You know, he's <laughs> kind of in that, he's in that category. What is he, 31 years old? You know, I think I think he's gonna probably go back down there, smash one or two more guys, and he'll probably come up to two oh five, maybe put on the weight properly and take his time, you know, probably within the next year and a half or so. I mean, there's no reason for him to really hang out down there at one eighty five much longer. So I think this was a good opportunity for him to get a feel of how good Yawn is and what kind of the the real the real weight structure would be of it and what he had to deal with. Um Yawn came out and said afterwards, he's like I was expecting him to be faster. He wasn't as fast, but I was. But he hit harder than I thought he would hit. That that makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. Um, Izzy does a little bit, a lot of that. Um, what Anderson did, a lot of the movement, a lot of the feints, that makes them seem like they're faster than they really are, because yeah. you're hesitant. You like you blink, and the next you know you're getting hit, and you're like, oh man, they're super fast. When in reality, they're not really that fast. Well, Anderson was. Uh, you know, Izzy is, I'm sure, as well. But it's the hesitation, the blinking. It makes them seem like they're so much faster than they normally are. I will say, man, I can't believe how many feints Jan Blahovich responded to. Yeah. Man, he was biting on those hard at times. And I was like, but even, even when he was biting hard, Izzy didn't take advantage of a lot of it. He really didn't. So, but it's a great win for Jan Blahovich, and I'm happy for him. Being that, that he's the, you know, light heavyweight, he had something to prove. He did. He went out there. You know, he got the job done. So congratulations to him. It was a really good performance by him. Started a little slow, but kept building you know, in the end. Even when I thought he was actually starting to get tired, you saw him actually starting to breathe pretty hard. Still, you know, made it through no problem. So very nice performance. Yeah, His timing on the takedowns was the key. Like, oh, he, yeah. he his timing on the takedowns. He threw the punch. Waited for Izzy to kind of throw something ducked underneath and just kept driving. He didn't just get to him and stop. He drove all the way through him. I was, rugby style, yes, baby. very much rugby style. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of honestly, nothing against the, the main card, but the prelims stole the show, man. Oh, yeah. The prelims stole the show. If you scroll down to those prelims, like Dave, can you scroll down for me, please? Is if you scroll down, I mean, all of the prelims, I didn't see the first few fights as I already admitted. But from Sean Brady all the way up, I was like, this is a this is a really good. Every fight was really good. And I was very impressed with the whole thing. All of them. Like I said, yeah. Dom came back, had a great oh, no. performance. All the way through. Kyler Phillips fought a great fight. Uh, Askarov fought a great fight. Kaikara France fought a great fight. Uh, oh, no. No, no, no. We, we didn't even talk about that one. Which one? Kaikara Kai France. Kaikara France against Rogerio. Bontrine. 
Oh, <laughs> great fight. I thought he fought a great fight. Well, he was getting the ever lived been yeah worked all piss, over the ground piss squeezed out and he stayed for stayed composed most of the round yeah he did he stayed composed and landed beautiful shots right at the end of that round but there was some confusion in yes. that and this is where you were talking about your herb dean thing there was confusion and it's because of her we have referee mechanics and one of the things and this is when people look back and they go why did why did kai Kara france go after him after he did that circle well the reason he went after him his coach eugene berriman told him to because herb did not signal the end of the fight that's herb's job now you can sit there and say what you want but the reason that we take our hands and put them over our heads you'll see a guy waving his hand that tells everyone the fight's over the reason why the clock people are like well the, the you know even the clock didn't start the clock didn't stop because the timekeeper is looking for the signal from the referee. What is that signal? That and or both ands coming up. When Herb doesn't do that, that's a breakdown in the mechanics. He's supposed to do that. He knows he's supposed to do that, but he was concentrating on the hurt fighter in Rogerio, who, you know, he face planted. And when he got up, you saw him you know, falling again. Kaikara was nice and moved away from him, but it was his coach that told him to go back and that's why he went back and herb had to kind of like push him away that's all on herb he has got to signal the end of the fight there's a mechanic for it he knows the mechanic and when you don't do it this is what can happen the should herb have stopped the fight though absolutely did you see the freaking how badly hurt rogerio was when he tried to get up you see his leg go yeah yeah no, no. chicken and he's going back down what do you want I he has I mean can, the, the can you can you can you intelligently defend yourself? He you? didn't he didn't really start stop the fight though. Kai Car Front ran around the cage. I know. And there was I enough I did, you, did you just hear what I just Yeah, but he could have gotten up. He could have got the bell the bell rang. The the round was over. It ended like a second later after that whole thing. That's what my point was. My point like he had a whole minute to sit on the stool and get his the head fight, back. The, the fight was called at 4.55. There's five seconds left in the round. Who called the fight? You said he never waved it off. I'm saying <laughs> the time for the fight ending is 4.55. I didn't say Herb signaled it. Yeah. I'm saying he's saying he called it. Gotcha. Okay. But he, but what I'm talking about is in live scenario, right? Where yeah. he runs around. He never really called the fight. So then as a fighter. He didn't. Herb, in his mind, did called the fight. Yeah. Okay. When he comes in between them, he's calling the fight, but he didn't signal it. So what he knows and what everyone else knows are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That translates real well on TV. That's, <laughs> you know, it, that's why it looked bad. Well, here's my other thing it's, yeah. is as a ref, are you allowing the fighter to force you into calling the fight? No, by doing that, no, because Herb looked like he was lost. Like he how didn't know times, whether to many, stop the fight or not stop the fight. Okay, or, but how how many times you saw when um, Amanda Hebas fought Marina Rodriguez and Marina Rodriguez walked away from Amanda yeah. Hebas when she hurt her and Herb was right there and he said, "I didn't stop it. You got to go back at her." Yeah, you know, he's he's done that. So yeah, I I just feel like sometimes the walk off will sometimes 
get the ref to stop the fight never i mean it could i'm not saying yeah, it yeah. hasn't in certain fights but if you're if you're anybody that's uh of substance and you know if you're gonna stop it no one tells you to stop it. yeah interesting because i mean i by the time car conference ran around the cage and came back the round was pretty much over he had a minute to his opponent had a minute to kind of sit up on the stool if he could get up okay and walk his ass back to the stool and take the minute round to recover i mean he that in my mind the, because he, he still would have been doing the funky chicken he would have corner he probably would have he probably could have crawled back to the corner and got back on his stool and just sat there for a minute. <laughs> but that was my point. My point was I wanted to get into the fact that, like, if the round ended, he never really signaled for the round to end or for the fight to be over, and then the bell rings. It just seems like such a delay that you have to, you'd have to let the round go on and give him, see if he can get up and go to his corner or not. It, it was just a really bad stoppage in terms of, the, like you said, there was no relay was of what was. He jumped in, jumped out, kind of looked around. He's like, "What's going on?" He looked more lost than everybody else. So, anytime I get a chance to jab at her, it was the it. right thing to do to stop the fight. It I was agree. A, it was a sportsmanlike thing by Kaikara France to move away from. Him. It was the right thing for her to stop the fight. One thing that was missing was that signal. And the reason we have that signal is that tells everyone through sign language, basically, this fight is over. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you guys have all been waiting for. John is a homer for referees. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm saying he made a mechanical mistake. I love it. The, yeah. we, we, we have what we call mechanics. He made a mistake. He didn't use that mechanic. That's true. I was He looked lost. All right, guys. Well, hey, I want to hopefully you guys enjoyed that recap real quick of UFC 259 and uh, go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code Wayne in and they'll give you a little extra money. So hopefully you guys use that tonight. Did not take John's advice. If you want to win some money, maybe took my <laughs> advice because oh, I would have bet on yawn, but I'm not a Benny man because I already lost all my money. But <laughs> use the promo code Wayne in. They'll give you a little extra cash at mybookie.ag. Um, what you got for us podcast day for some news, buddy? Uh, so this was the biggest news out of the week. So Dana White is hoping to get this next pay-per-view and into the Houston, one of the Houston arenas. Um, yeah, he tried Dallas. It didn't work. They yeah. told him no. Um, so he's trying to get into Houston. He's trying to get to UFC 260 over there. He said if he could, if he had time based on the, like this week, he would have moved this, this show to there as well. Um, so... He says he wants to be the first one to get fans back in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, go to Florida. <laughs> go to Texas. Why not? Well, Texas, I don't know if they're they're opening up. Yeah, but I don't know if they're yeah, really sold-out crowds. He's saying Texas with a sold-out crowd. Uh, let's, let's dial it down a little bit. Let's try, like, maybe 10,000 fans. You know, let's go to an arena that has big enough space to do 10,000 fans, spread them out in a 20,000 seat arena and see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't know what state's going to take that chance right now because that's going to bring it. And then the other thing, I'm all for it, but I'm saying like, Danny, you're really, really fucking jabbing the politicians right now trying to do that. Like they're going to come at you going, oh, we remember, hold on, hold we remember you at the. You, you think they, <laughs> he cares? No. Um. Yeah, I don't think he does, but I'm simply no. saying he, he's jabbing him, though. It's going to make it harder for him to do business. And I know it's been hard for him before, 
you know, but they've, they've been able to pull some strings and get things done. But right now is a, it's, it's different time, you know, and this is a different situation that we've ever been in with this pandemic and, you know, and cancel culture and all this other shit that goes on. It's like people can, they're going to, I'm just saying like, they're going to, they're going to start pulling at the heartstrings on a lot of this shit. And it's going to get into, it'll, it'll go all over social media and become a problem if he's able to have a sold out arena in any of these states. It doesn't matter what state it is. So he's got, I think he's got to tread, I'm not saying he should tread carefully in terms of how he speaks about it, but when it does happen, if it does happen, he's got to be a little cautious and careful about it being a sold out arena. I think it's going to, if you're going to have a, they can have it in a big football arena or something like that where there's more space and do 20,000 people in 150,000 or not 150, uh, hundred thousand uh, seat arena. But if you start trying to put them into a hockey arena where it's only 18, 15, 18,000 seats and you're trying to get sold out 18,000, they got to go in the doors and out the doors. And is there masks? Is there not masks? Well, in Texas and Florida, there's no mask mandates anymore. Yeah. I, I just, it just gives, gives them reasons, gives, gives reasons to start blaming him for being a super spreader. And I just think you stay away from that right now. Just, I understand. Let's have fans. I'm all for it, but let's ease into it a little bit, just so we don't f- fuck our fighters over. Because now we're gonna shut it down or do whatever. It's like these guys train hard, man. I'd like to see him get some business, not be shut down for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I I look and I just you know the fights have been for the most part you know, that they've been putting on have been so good. They have been, you know, just I look and it's like maybe we don't want fans now. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, we do i know i'm saying go dana go yeah no, dana I, white go baby go john how we feel about it is we both would love the idea to see fans back in there yeah go dana go it. i would love it i just i uh i just don't want it to be where it affects the sport because politicians start butting their nose into it more and going hey you know you should do this and do that i know we shouldn't get into it we don't talk politics on this uh, next thing uh Roy Jones Jr. challenges Anderson Silva to uh, a boxing match. Yeah. Yeah, they've been talking about that for the last 10 years. Yeah. It's gone. Uh, well, I mean, look, this is what this Triller thing is doing, right? The man, what, what is Triller, by the way? It's a promotion. Promotion. Oh, it no is. Oh, I thought it was No like different a... than good Golden Boy or oh. Match Room or. What a horrible name. I know. Thriller, like the like and, Michael and, Jackson. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I man. thought Thriller, yeah, like yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, God, it's sad to think that John was thinking the same thing uh, I was thinking. The age I was. It's the- <laughs> horrible. Well, then there's, there's, so, this so you know, gap. Michael Jackson yeah. is my age, oh, and he's man. gone. So yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> he was a great entertainer, though. No, he was. Um, I had no desire to see the fight. Oh no. You know, if it was Baron Uncle Boxing, I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would. I'd watch Baron Uncle Boxing with Roy Jones and Anderson. I'd watch it. Yeah, but speaking of uh, Baron Uncle Boxing, I guess apparently Baron Uncle Boxing offered uh, Overeem and Dos Santos um, yeah. contracts. We'll see if they take it. I just don't think it's a thing for the heavyweights to go to. If you've already have some problems with your chin, oh. don't go there. Do do yeah. grapp- I don't know. I think a lot of companies would pay you to do grappling matches. Chael's no. show, Sug would do it. You know, something yeah, like that. Hold on. And, and I love Chael's show. You know, 
submission underground is a great thing but you can only pay a small amount yeah but it's grappling i'd take a yeah. small amount how many how many how many grappling matches are you gonna get Fucking every week sign me up <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a show every week i'm not getting hit on the face uh, who gives a shit i, I do that every week saying, i know you can do it every week i'm just saying there's not there's not a show for you every week. I'll be part of the quick tap club too. Like just say, so I can go, uh, I can be the Jeremy Horn. Let's fight the next weekend. Compete the next weekend. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Jeremy Horn didn't tap. No, no, I often. know that. I know, but he fought oh, the next okay. weekend. So within submissions, you don't want to get something hurt. Yeah. So you want to be able to compete the next week. So it was usually Jeremy Horn doing this. Yeah, it was. He was also fighting at fairgrounds. <laughs> so at time yes fought a couple of your friends yeah did he, he fought a few times he fought huh? trevor he fought trevor fought trevor that was fought, in the ufc though, three affair, times he did did he really three times trevor fought chael three times chael liked yeah, to have a lot of, of repeat fights <laughs> yeah uh what else you got for us uh last piece of news we have is uh nate diaz <laughs> the connor nate diaz exchange i don't know if you guys we're following that the last couple of days, but um, Nate. We know you were. Yeah, you were like one of those WWE like drama guys. Well, speaking of WWE, Spe Bobby Lashley won the title. Did you? Yeah, my boy, Bobby Lashley won the WWE. What what title did he win? The hit the 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 most prestigious one. What is that one? The <laughs> that heavyweight. Hold it, the hold it, hold it. You got to explain to me, Dave. What's the difference Gosh. in prestige of a WWE belt? It's the the lineage of incredible champions that have held so, is, so is he like equivalent now to like hulk hogan uh yeah the rock stone cold steve wow. austin yep they've all held it yeah bobby's the Ooh. all right and yeah. they hold it and just to make sure they've all held it because vince mcmahon chose for them to win that night right john have you never watched the wrestlemania it is, the rock isn't is in that, there and he lays is, the smack down that, on their candy isn't ass. that what it is it's it's <laughs> Vince McMahon <laughs> decides who's going to win. John, don't and ruin this for me. Oh, I'll tell John, you. John, he just said he lays their fucking candy ass smack down. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. He said something like that. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, back to Nate Diaz, Connor, and there's this whole like, trilogy of like, like triangle of like uh, back and forth right now between these these three guys. And um, obviously, they're trying to say that Connor and Poirier will fight for fight in July and then. I guess anything is open after that for the three way. For the three way. <laughs> okay, so you're saying Nate, Dustin, and Connor are all together in this conversation with, <laughs> or they're all together in something. Yeah, with ju with ju is Justin Gaethje in this too, or no? Just mm, Dustin. Oh, just okay, him. interesting. I mean, I I read what Nate had to say. Nate said, "Pull up. Can you pull up his tweet?" He basically just said, I made you look like a bitch and you are a bitch. Nice. And so I fucked you up and you never got it back, but you acted like you did. Now you got, now you get a rematch every time you, you, you get your ass beat like a spoiled little bitch. <laughs> so he just, oh man, I've done it all. And I'm still here. Plus the guy who just, uh, beat your ass is scared. Little bitch. Also fuck you both. <laughs> He's. It's kind of hard to say you done it all when you didn't win the belt and you didn't win the BMF belt either. Yeah, I mean, but he has kind of done it all. I mean, outside of just winning the belt, I mean, he's done it all. He's been there, you know. He's fought at 170 also. He's fought at 155. Yep. I don't know if he's ever fought at 45, but. I think he's brilliant. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. He puts himself, he just takes and jumps himself right into the middle yeah. of things. And so you look, you go, way to go, Nate. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> I don't I Connor, when looks, he does it, go ahead. Connor looks what? He looks super scary in that top picture. That's 145. That's I the weight know. he would lose, man. He looked like a concentration camp. <laughs> I, I'm being honest. That's the look of someone that is going to die. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I mean, he's got, obviously, but I mean, it's, that's bad. That's scary. Yeah. That's the way he should look on the bottom. That's a healthy athlete. The yeah. one on top is not a healthy athlete. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not that's not good. I'm surprised he had such great performances in that way. You know, he looked good. He 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 fought. He he looked really good at that weight. Yeah. Oh man, uh, what else you got? Nothing else. That's it for news. Yep. Jeez, man, it was pretty much all the card tonight. Yeah, well, there was a lot going on. What do you think, John? What do you think about the What's sport that? right now and the direction it's going? Right now, it's taking off. We got great fights coming up. There's, as far as I'm seeing, most of the promotions are just going after putting their best against the other guy that someone thinks is the best. Things are good. Things are good right now in MMA. What can they do? What do you think they can do to make it better? Oh, if I were king, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that they could do to make it better, but they're not going to get done. Well, so. okay. So let's go back to the, well, can you pull up the fight card again for me, Dave? There was, I'm trying to remember what fight it was. Oh, the uh, Santos and Rakic fight. <clears throat> It just, it comes down to the fight. The rounds were so close. Do you give it a half? Do we do, like, I know we've talked about half scoring systems. How do we get rid of this? Because, like, there's times where guys get the, you know, the guys will get the takedown and they dominate. All right, let's go to Casey Kennedy and Dominic Cruz as well. Okay, is Dom gets the takedowns and is able to control the position. That's more of controlling and being able to do some work versus just being having to stand up fight this close but one guy's edging him out it's still a 10-9 round versus right. the one that dominated the third and fourth round or whatever it is you know second and third round that should be a it won't be 10 like the other fight the other round should have been a a nine and a half and a 10 and then the other one should have been a 10-9 round that half point makes a lot it means a lot as you go on throughout especially like in a five round fight but in a three round fight it can make a difference as well well, it does Dave roll that up? What was the fight that there was that they gave 10 eights? I'm trying to think. Um, Tim Elliott, Jordan Espinosa. Let's talk about that one because mm -hmm. Tim Elliott, upon taking Jordan Espinosa down, we're not going to talk about the first round takedown, we'll talk about the second and third round. He got those fairly early and he dominated him on top. And one judge gave it 10-8 for two rounds. Two judges gave Tim Elliott 10-9 on every round. So what you're trying to do is say, okay, why? What's the difference here? Well, if you had that 10-8-5, I bet all three judges would have gone 
because it's an easier thing to go instead of I'm going all the way into this. Let me, let me break it down this way, as simple as it can get. Right now, if you take a look at MMA and you say, all right, we have a 10-10 round. Do we use it? No. The only time we really are going to use that is on a round that a foul occurs and there was 25 seconds of the round has gone by and the judges really can't say that anyone was doing better. And so they got to score the round. They're going to go at 10-10. Other than that, very few times do people do 10-10. And it's usually the fights that are incredibly boring, bad, slow, that are the ones you would go more towards a 10-10. You're going to get fans all the time going, wow, that fight had all this stuff going. There was a lot. It was great. I think it's a 10-10. You're an idiot. Okay. If you have all that information, you're, you should be able to tell the difference of who wins that round. When you have a lot of information, it's easier to say who's winning it. When you have very little happening, it becomes the problem of eh, what are we going to, who are we going to give this round to based upon? They didn't do anything. Yeah. So we don't use the 10, 10. So we use 10, nine and we use 10, eight. Very rarely will we see a 10, seven. Okay. But we'll say that we use that. There's three. We don't see any 10 sixes. Never happens in MMA. Okay. Or has never happened. So if we have those and we're using basically three scores for all of our fights. So let's break it down and say, all right, let's go to with a half point system. So 10, 10 is the same thing. We're not going to see it very often. Let's say super close round. Okay. Basically kind of rounds that you had, you know, in the Blahovish, uh, Adesanya first couple of rounds, they're, they're really close. Someone gets 10, someone gets nine, five saying that, you know what? That was a really close round. So there's one 10, 9.5. Then we go 10, nine. Then we have 10, eight, five. Then we do have 10, eight. Then we do have 10, seven, five. And we do have 10, seven. Now, instead of three, we doubled the amount of scores that we could actually use in the fight based upon certain criteria. And it would make the rounds easier for judges on a lot of them. And it would make the fight more understandable to the fans as far as why. Why did this round, when this guy did this much more, but they both got 10 nines? Because that's all the judge could, could give based upon there wasn't enough in the criteria for him to give a 10-8. And sometimes when there is, the judge is afraid to do it, and they don't because Tim Elliott, based upon domination and duration of that domination, should have gotten a 10-8 in those rounds. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does, especially if the fight is really close and you have a 10-9 and a 10-9 and a half. It's like it's so close, and that round can make a difference going in. If that, if that round happens in the first round, that can make a difference moving forward in the third or second and third and fourth and fifth. If it's a five round fight, it just, it, it's, it's sucks seeing that this fight, this round was really close. This round was really close. And that guy won both those rounds, but they were very close. But then I dominated the last round, but I didn't, yep. I didn't get a 10, eight. So now yep. I lose. It's like, right. oh, shit, you know, but if it was half, half, and then I dominated pretty much a draw. You know, or a 10, eight, five or 10, eight, five. And you win. Yeah, that's true. By half a point. Yeah. Yep. That, Little changes. Got to take baby. No, steps. That ain't going to happen. Never. Just so you know, it ain't going to happen. Never. 
if i could tell you the inside story yeah all right guys well hopefully you guys enjoyed our recap of this show and this breakdown and um hey it's been a pleasure prowrestlingtees.com slash wayne in use the promo code 100k it's not case sensitive but we're trying to get 100,000 subscribers, so we want to make sure you guys help us with that. And you know how you help us with that? You hit the thumbs up, hit the little uh, bell off to the side as well to get our notifications. So tomorrow morning when this drops at 6 a.m. for you guys, okay, some of you guys 9 a.m., some of you guys across the world, be another time because I'm not good at math, so I won't figure it out. But it really just comes down to if you hit that, that little bell there on the right-hand corner, it'll let you know. We've actually jumped almost a thousand since Wednesday. So that's awesome. You guys are doing a great job. I want to thank you guys for that as well. So um, hit the thumbs up. That shares our videos. That also puts our videos ahead of everybody else. So when you guys are viewing MMA videos, that'll our video will come up as well. We want to thank you guys so much. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the shirts. Also, we have the on the ProWrestlingTees.com. We have the March 17th St. Patty's Day shirt. It's green. It will be taken off the website on the 17th so try and pick it up before then so you can rock our weighing in uh logo shirt um from st patty's day what do you think i think uh exactly what you're saying thank you to everyone to the guys sending me uh things on like twitter and stuff showing me their man cave with our show up on the screen and things like that way to go just now go tell your friends but we appreciate you listening and thank you for being a fan of the show because we love doing it. Anything else to say? Yeah. See ya. <laughs>